match. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Sportsman. I'm the big ticket. That's Joey D over there, cold cuts. And below me, we've got Mikey V. Uh, boys, big, big week. We had Masters week. We've got playoffs coming up, a lot to talk about. But let's jump into what everyone wants to hear about, and that's Masters and how our bets went. Joey D, how was it for you? How was your weekend? It was good. I mean, I listen, I, I don't know, uh, you know, what most people like to do, the matchups. I like to do the daily matchups for the round rather than throwing all my money on, like, a, a winner. Um, I always – I was, you know, I got banged because I, I was ahead by two in my matchups. Um, one, and both guys, I had, I had Phil Mickelson against K.H. Lee, and he was up four strokes, and they suspended play on Saturday because of bad increment weather. Then they, they ran it back on Sunday morning early, and he was absolutely horrific. I think he went like three over or four over in nine holes to end up losing and bogeyed on the 18th to lose for me. So I was pissed. And then I was even more pissed than to watch him run it back like he was fucking back in the 80s or nine, early 90s, and he shot seven under. And he couldn't do it for me. But anyways, that's not the – I end up doing okay because I live bet John Rahm when he was down two. And I, I should have I should have hammered it even more. I, I, I thought it was a great, great Masters Bob had a bet for Sahit Tagala to come top five. And when we were watching it, it was like eight guys who were in the mix to finish within the top five. So it was like every second highlight was another guy who was like six under, seven under, or five under. So it, I thought it was very entertaining, very exciting. I hit a smigsy. I went into the clouds, and I, I had myself a great time. Do you think you could survive without being upset at something? I think you're happy <laughs> when you're upset with so you're always always something. He survives. He survives off chaos. He survives he off chaos. Yes. <laughs> he thrives on chaos. I mean, life is you know, life is a is a you know, consequent series of ups and downs. No one's always going to be happy, you know. You're never. I think, happy. I think Billy no, Joel. I think Billy Joel said that. <laughs> Mikey yeah, V, how the weekend go for you, brother? No, I mean I had fucking Brooks Kepka plus four thousand. <laughs> guy, guy had to lead the entire fucking tournament wire to wire. And oh, on Sunday. You, now why didn't you hedge, Mikey? Nah, hedges are for your yard. <laughs> That's fair great. enough, but like it's I mean, really not the first you time could have, you could have thrown like a little bit on John. Rom. I sprinkled. I had Rom to finish. Uh, I had Rom to finish top ten minus one ten or top five minus one ten. But the the golden goose was Brooks Kepka to win the whole thing plus four thousand. I wow. thought those. I thought those odds were ridiculous when they came out. I thought they were. I thought I could exploit it and exploit it. I did, but then. You could have cashed out on the draft case. No, the problem is, is these jokers in front of them are just slow playing, man. These guys were slow Cantley. playing. Speed it up. Speed it up, man. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Cantley, do you see the hot? There was a thing on Zyre Golf this morning of how long this guy took to tee off on one of the tee boxes. And it's like 30 seconds before he fucking finally tees off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's me, but I, you know, that's me on the golf course. Maybe I take 45 seconds, but I'm an, I'm, I'm, you know, a, a newbie a new to the game of golf. Like, yeah. Yeah. These guys should, these guys should go out there and just rock at the ball. And they said that, 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 uh, Kepka and Rom spent 97 total minutes waiting on the tee box throughout the they, entire they, round. They fucking 
they had a five-hour round ticket for two players. I know. That's fucking know. Unbelievable. That is unheard of. And yeah, I, I, hate, I hate to be this guy. I don't usually need to see credit or whatever, but I'll say it just because Mikey V took Brooks Kepka. I, I said on the show last week, man, and I don't know a whole bunch about betting, but one thing I do know is this guy the last couple of years, you give him a major, he will fall apart. He will, Brooks will blow it. He's mentally in his head. And on Sunday morning, I, I thought, man, I'm dead wrong. Mikey's, Mikey was right. I, he looked I, good in the morning. To finish yeah, off the third, to finish off the third round in the morning, he looked good. And Rom was actually missing on, on the pots. And then Sunday afternoon, it just topsy turvied itself. He blew it, man. He absolutely probably because I had to leave the house and not watch it on television and go to a restaurant. Oh, That's probably what it was. Mikey, no. you can't do that. Yeah, you, well, I, you, you know, <laughs> I have no choice. Oh no. Well, the stars are indeed not aligned. You owe Brooks an apology. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me let me go you. give him an apology after he, <laughs> after he collects his one and a half million. If he could send me the eight grand that I would have won if he if he if he placed him first, that would be oh, then I give him an apology. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Hey, talk about another guy who shit the bed, who was someone I now I said where I was right. Now I'll say where I was wrong. Sam Burns just and he's one of our guys. I love the guy. Uh, he's such a sweetheart and he was so funny. But man, did he fucking let me down? I'm, I donated <laughs> money. I donated money on his behalf. Yeah, did you really? Yeah, of course. I mean, he felt you saw him. He didn't show up for us. He was I thought the craziest guy. thing out of the entire weekend is that Phil. Yeah, Mickelson was crazy. That was somehow and him, him and Spieth, him and Spieth together ends up tied for second. Spieth. So I was seeing a Bob. Some of these golfers, like Spieth is one of them. You know, Rom is one of them. Scheffler is normally another one of them. They they know how to, even if they're not winning, they know how to have a big day on the final round to still collect a huge paycheck and come out with big money. And yeah. Spieth is like a master of it. He does it more than almost anyone. He Rory is another one. Rory did it last year in the Masters. He was nowhere to be seen, has a massive last round, holes out from the 18th bunker, and I think he came top five and cashed out huge. So, like, people don't realize when you're watching at home, like, people are just betting on the winner and just watching the final two guys. But, like, the amount of money that these guys are collecting, they oh, have a big it's day. Yeah, it's it's hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're Bill Mickelson to show up and shoot seven under on his final round, tied for second overall. And then not only that, like the live golf had him, Patrick Reed and Kepka all in the top five. Yeah. That's Phil just, crazy. Phil just looked like, like a, like an old, like an old James Bond villain Yeah, with the sunglasses, <laughs> the, aviator, the way he was walking around. He just reminded me like an old James Bond yeah, villain. Patty, like, Patty Patty on the ass. He was wearing those aviators like he was a young Joe he was, Biden. He was wearing aviators in the like rain. It was, rain. it was pouring rain with clouds and he was wearing <laughs> the aviators. It was, it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's where a lot of experience comes to play, man. I mean, not many people know. Joey actually probably knows now, but playing golf four days in a row, man, is taxing. Oh, listen, I played nine holes last Friday and I thought I fucking went 12 rounds with Tyson. I was fucking (laughs) I was tired. I came home. I was like, yo, I was like, that was like, I'm not even going to go to the gym. That was a workout. I'm tired. Imagine, too, that it's not just playing a regular round with your boys like 
every putt, every shot is so intense. And then you think of the conditions they were playing in. Yeah. Wind and rain and fucking, it was terrible. For and two these guys years. aren't in carts either, right? They're, they're no, walking they're the whole walking thing? Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. That's a big I mean, they're not carrying their bag, but yeah, they're walking. Yeah, but they're, they're not, still. but even still, though, that's a lot of walking to do. A that's a lot of walking. Augusta's very hilly, too. From what I understand. It is, man. But it just shows the experience in a guy like Phil. Like, sure, he's not in the top 10 after the first day, but he knows to pace himself. He knows what it's going to take to do four days, four rounds of golf. He knows what it's going to take. And a lot of these guys gas themselves out in the first couple of days just to make the cut. And then, you know, there Phil is in the top five. Uh, and wow. A lot of respect for John Rom, though, man. This guy, yeah. this guy's a fucking robot. I mean, he's, 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 him and, him and Scheffler are just, like I just feel like there's there's they're just on another tier. Him and Scheffler. When I watch them, I, they just they're too automatic. Everything just is so automatic. Like I tweeted out something. He had a bunker shot. I think it was the 14th on on the final round. And he hit a bunker shot, Rom. And I was like, that didn't even look like it was real. It looked like it was like a video game. Like how perfect yeah. of a shot it was. And it's just. I'm like, bro, can I just tee the ball off like myself? Talking about myself, like I just would like to get into a ball and stripe one off the tee. That would be nice. Just once, be good. But and I'd, I'd like to as well, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frust- frustrating, man. These guys, all the credit in the world. I, I think I'm more impressed now with watching these guys how consistent they are than like now I'm going to watch football and be like, ah. I mean, I, the guy really do. Impressive, he fucking man. ran fast, so what? Anyway, <laughs> if you're if you got God's gift to run fast, you could run fast. I don't care what God gave you. You you're not going to just go pick up a golf club and fucking strike no. a ball down the center of the fairway. It's not going to happen. So but not only that, it's like these guys can shape shots. They can. Change. Oh, I, yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's so involved. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to strike the ball. Where right. These guys right. are. It. They're you playing tomorrow. Ticket. What's this? You're playing tomorrow. Playing tomorrow, and it's going to be. Well, you're be excited about long, that. It's going to be a long, long day. But now, what I'm more interested in is, Mikey, have you pulled another club out of the bag other than the pitching wedge? Yeah, I I, I played nine last Friday. I oh, nine last Friday, yeah. How did it feel? Uh, it felt great. I I enjoyed myself thoroughly. It was a great time. Went with a great group of guys. Um, you know, my short game was my putting and my chipping was fine. Uh, but driving in irons is just, I hadn't hit my driver ever. I hadn't hit that driver ever. So for me to just go on the course and think that things were going to work out was, was, was a misstep. It was a misstep. So I, what, uh, I, I plan someone, on going to the range this weekend. When I see someone who was just starting to play and they, they're connecting with their wedges well and they're putting well, that's a guy who's got a great future with the game. When I yeah. see a guy who can just launch it, but then he's a mess around the greens. He's blowing putts by. I'm not saying it's you, Joe, but I'm saying I'm just saying <laughs> that is a really good sign for things to come because the rest will come. But when you're when you've got that touch around the greens with the wedges and the putter, man. Yeah, we were messing around at the end. We were doing like closest to the pin, chipping it from from you know from uh not from the rough, but like I guess the first cut right right off the green. And we were doing closest to the pin, and the first one we were doing that for a little bit of money, and I actually won the first one, and I was like. All right, all right. And even everybody else was like, all right, Mike, that's what I'm talking. That's really <laughs> fucking good. And I was like, yeah, I mean, and it wasn't beginner's luck because then we were just fucking around for like 30 minutes just chipping balls closest to the pin, and I was consistent with that. That was the one area I was consistent in. But driving in irons, bro, I need a lot of work, a lot of work. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a long process, Mike. It's not going to happen overnight. No, 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 no. 
But as long as we're talking about the Masters, did you guys see the baseball game the other day where the White Sox announcer, he played the Masters music. He was playing the, the classic Masters music, and he did the ninth inning. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Dance. Wasn't it like a – like a? Uh, it was not a uh, major league baseball game. I thought it was like like a – I don't know, like a double A or triple A game. Oh yeah, it was it was a minor league game. It was a minor yeah. league game. Wow, oh, okay. That was yeah. I mean, listen, the Masters that's it should take I mean, I think everybody and their mother talks about I think it takes precedent over any other sport. See, it's very golf is very smart because all the majors, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, really, they're all like the big ones are squeezed in in the Masters comes at such an opportune time in the sports season. There's no playoffs of any sports going on. Baseball just started. Nobody gives a shit. Basketball isn't in the playoffs yet. Yes, it's the playoff push, but still nobody gives a shit. Hockey's not in the playoffs yet. Football's not existent at the time. It is the most opportune time where they get all eyes on golf, yeah. I think. So, I mean, for, for that guy, that's that's a heady play, I think. And I think that's 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 very creative and it's good. I, I listened to it. I thought it was funny. It's a very nice touch. It's a nice, nice touch. <laughs> um, well, speaking of the NBA playoffs, man, we're getting going here. And I've told Joe this a couple of times, man. I, I can't stomach bas pro basketball anymore. I love college yeah. basketball. I think it's one of the best games around. It's, I'd probably put it number two under NFL. I love it. There's something about the pros, man. They're just It's just a three-fest in the game that I grew up loving and the game that my dad used to tell me about. It's just not the same um, but that being said, NBA playoffs are here. And uh, what are you thinking, Joey Dick? What are you thinking? I I think it's going to be. I I'm I don't know why you. I I've been enjoying watching the NBA lately. I I watched that Lakers game the other day. It went to overtime. It was exciting. It had a lot of fucking. It had an epic finish. I also bet the Lakers live, which I hit, so that made me more happy. But. I think I think the NBA is I listen I I think they're getting a lot of slack but I like the play-in tournament. They have kind of like this built-in semi-playoff environment before the playoffs start and it it gives more teams an opportunity to come in back door into the NBA finals. And again last night there's another good game Oklahoma and, and New Orleans. I I'm excited for the playoffs for NBA. I I think the Lakers are going to make a push. I think Phoenix if I, you know, if you look at it, I think Phoenix with adding Kevin Durant and you have Devin Booker and you have Chris Paul and you have DeAndre Aiden and you have all these guys. I mean, they to me have got to be the favorite. I know a lot of people still like the Warriors, but to me, with a guy like Durant, I think the Suns are going to be the team to beat this year in in the, in the NBA playoffs. I just, I, I, or, and on coming out of the East, I think the Celtics, I'm not just trying to take chalk, but. The Celtics look really fucking good. Jalen Brown is balling. But who knows, Tick? What do you like? You like your Sixers? Do you think they have a shot? It's the only basketball I can watch is the Sixers. Joel Embiid. <laughs> I mean, he's having a magical season. I mean, it's it really has been something something fun. Has it been magical for him? He's, he's been, been so been, good. Yeah. Has it? Yeah. I'm asking seriously. Oh I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not breaking balls. He's, he's been good every a, year. He's had an MVP. I know he's good every year. Yeah. Yeah. He's had an MVP season, man. I mean, he—I mean, he had one last year too, but he got beat out, probably rightfully so. I'm not going to sit here and argue that, even as a Sixers fan. But this year, man, I think he's got a good shot at winning it. I feel like they. I still, think Jokic wins. They it. still lead Jokic. They love Jokic. I don't know what it is. They've got a hard on for Jokic, no matter what he can. <laughs> he's fuck really do. fucking good, Dick. No matter what Embiid can do, he's never going to win it as long as Jokic is around. And it's through no fault of his <laughs> own, through no fault of his play. It's just ridiculous. 
But uh, I mean, like I said, man, I, even the Sixers, I, I find I, I'm just every year it's worse and worse. I'm having a, a harder time stomaching the game of professional basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I put I put out a poll on Twitter and on Instagram the other day, and I was like, on a, on like the excitement scale, how excited are you for the NBA playoffs? And got like around like five, six thousand votes, and the highest vote getting was. I'd rather watch the response. There was like, I would rather watch anything else. Neutral, somewhat interested, very interested. The highest vote getter was I'd rather watch anything else. And it was by like a a 12 to 14% margin. And like very interested was the lowest voted thing. Very interested. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I guess unless you, I don't have a team, a dog in the race. So, I mean, I really could care less. I mean, I'll bet it, but. Other than that, I really don't have much of an interest in it. I know Durant with Phoenix, but I don't know, man. CP3, is he still playing right? I, I don't know. He's uh, he's like cursed. I don't know if he could, if they could win it. <laughs> Boston. are not an NBA guy. Uh, take it. I'm interested. To, like, what about the game can you not stand that right now? Like, I just can't take the three fest, man. I mean, it is walk down, heave a three. We're shooting it from logos now. No defense, yeah. No, yeah. no defense whatsoever. Yeah. That's why the Sixers are fun to watch, actually, because they throw it down into Embiid and they've got a powerful player. He he reminds me of a guy when I was growing up. But he's I mean, most teams don't have a guy like him. And it's just this three fest, three fest, three fest. Like Mikey said, you can drive the lane. No one's playing defense. Everyone's afraid to get a foul. It's just I just can't – I can't watch it. If you tell me the NBA season's starting, I'm more likely to watch the beginning of the, the baseball season, a game that means nothing. Oh. I'm going to watch the beginning of the NBA season. I mean, I'm falling back into baseball just because of how bad basketball is. I just find it – it's just not oh, interesting. To not. Me. College college basketball is so much better. College basketball is where it's at. So much yeah. better. It's so much better. Like well, that. They played hard nosed defense. Well, there's real that. coaching too. I mean, try yeah. telling a guy making thirty million dollars a year to, to fucking go do something. I mean, you see LeBron now, he, he brings out the chair, he's sitting there, he's telling the team what to do. The coach is nowhere to be found. In college, it's not like that. These kids listen to them. I mean, maybe it'll change now that they're starting to make a little bit of money, but right now college basketball is far superior than anything. Yeah. Before. I agree. I agree. But I'll root for the next. I, I will. I hope that. I hope that. No, I mean, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really a Nets guy, but I was a Nets guy when they were in New Jersey. So when they moved to Brooklyn, I kind of was like, all right, that's bullshit, you know, because I was a, I was a big Jason Kidd, Kenyon Martin, Kerry Kittles, uh, that group of. I grew up, you know, rooting for that Nets team that just unfortunately lived and played in the same era as the Duncan Spurs and the Lakers with yeah. Kobe and Shaq. You know, they weren't beating those teams, but they were a great team. They were a great team, and they played defense, and Kidd distributed the ball. And it wasn't just all threes. It was Kenyon Martin down on the block. Kittles would shoot a little bit. Keith Van Horn. Like, they were a fun fun team. Vince Carter for a while, too, there. Vince Carter, yeah. Vince Carter came a little bit later. But, yeah, those were – that was a fun team. Jason Kidd was awesome. He was, like, one of – he was one of my favorite players to watch. He was a master uh, passing the basketball. Just unbelievable. Like, Stockton, he he was just incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. man. Were you – so, okay, so, Joey D, do you give my Sixers any shot against the Celtics? Is that the first round matchup, Sixers Celtics? No, I mean I think it's going to come down oh, just, to. Oh, I was going to say I don't yeah. think I think it was. We're taking the Celtics. Um, I, listen, I I think it, Embiid can be an X factor for sure. Yes, I, I do think 
They have it. I mean, everybody has a shot. I, I just, I seen. Embiid could put up. Embiid could put up like forty a game. Yeah, Embiid. I mean, listen. I think for you, you know what it it comes down to. It's not necessarily Embiid because he normally plays well. James Harden needs to keep playing well for you guys to have a chance. If James Harden can play the way that he can play, it opens up things for guys like Tyrese Maxey. It opens up things for other like contributors, and 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 makes them a very dynamic team. But if James Harden is not playing, I mean. I've seen him where he's the best player on the court, and I've seen him where he is non-existent. That, to me, is going to be, if I'm just looking at it and being objective, that, to me, is going to be dictating how far you guys go this year. If, if you can get James Harden to play, like Harden, I've seen him play some Harden, games this year, you guys have a chance for sure. Harden at his best is a sight to behold. Because I, so I watch it in Brooklyn. He was When he played at his top level – he would single-handed, like he didn't need Durant or Kyrie Irving. He could just do it by completely by himself. And uh, that makes it even more insulting that the Nets could not win a title with those three oh, guys. God. Just embarrassing. Just But three guys who are way – their personalities, they're just way too toxic, all three of them. Kyrie is as toxic. Kyrie is – Kyrie's vo- – he's volatile. He's so volatile. And, you know, I, 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 I have – I have no issues with his personal beliefs, nothing like that. Whatever you believe in and whatever you, you know, you want to support, you support. But he's just so, sometimes you listen to him talk, he just sounds like he's out of his fucking mind. He's crazy. But Dallas um, paid a King's ransom for him. And they're not even in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Guy was toxic, man. Toxic. And that James Harden, that's the guy we thought we were getting, but he's not been the same guy, man. He goes on these streaks and runs, and he's always been a little bit like that. But he, eh, those downtimes are a lot longer than they used to be, man. And he, a lot of people think he's the reason we fucking lost when we did last year. He just didn't show up. He's putting up 40 shots a game. He's making 15% of them, and, he, and he's costing us games. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. I, I have no hopes for them. I, I think you I think <laughs> I think you're going to run into the same buzzsaw they have been the last couple of years in the Celtics. I really do. Yeah. They're going to be down again. And then I'm watching a game I don't even like to watch a team that I love lose. So what's, yeah. the, what's the point? Yeah. Um. All right, boys, moving on to football. I mean, I think we're all chomping at the bit, waiting for this thing to come back. You know, we're, we're looking for things to talk about. But there are a few stories out there, and one of which is OBJ is now with the Ravens. Oh, God. I mean, Lamar's sticking around. What does this tell us about Lamar's situation, the Ravens, and is this a good signing? Mikey V, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, I, I think I said last week or maybe it was two weeks ago that I do think Lamar ultimately stays in Baltimore. This was before they got OBJ. Listen, OBJ was going to be a New York Jet. That's where OBJ was going to go play. The Ravens came in at the 11th hour and made an offer that he couldn't refuse, would never refuse, and that the Jets, quite frankly, hats off to them for not falling for that bait. 15 million guaranteed for Odell Beckham Jr. right now is it's a preposterous deal. It's a it's a preposterous deal. I understand what OBJ has done in the past. That does he has not played football since the Super Bowl of two years ago, right? He has not played in a football game since they played the Cincinnati Bengals, the Rams, in the Super Bowl two years ago. To think that this guy is going to come back and he's going to burn people down the field and he's going to be the same OBJ that you saw glimpses of in Cleveland a little bit, and then some splash stuff with the Rams. I'm not going to deny that he came on strong at the end with the Rams. He did. Uh, He also had Stafford, and, you know, he had a very good team around him that won the Super Bowl. He had Cooper Cup, which, you know, opens it up for anybody. 
Baltimore doesn't have a Cooper Cup. Baltimore doesn't have anybody even close to a Cooper Cup playing alongside him. Mark Andrews is going to be covered by safety. He's going to be covered by a linebacker. So the corners can still, if they choose to on the opposing defense, focus everything they want on OBJ, which I don't even think they're going to really have to do. I'll give Baltimore some credit. They they needed to give Lamar somebody, and in name, they gave Lamar a really big player, which they've never done before at the receiver position. They've never done it. So I'll give I'll give Baltimore. Yeah, but the that. price was not right. The price was not right. The price was wrong, bitch. The price was wrong. <laughs> Listen, and Rashad Bateman is probably their number one. But like, I don't know. Like, Rashad Bateman got a lot to prove, though. Cuts. He's all. Well, this is well, his second well, year. I mean, he's yeah. He's, he's still saying, got a way though, to go. Is, like, I do like him too, though. I oh, my well, my point is is he's he's probably their number one, but he's he's not going to draw number one coverage over. No. Is what I'm trying to say. So, like, no. you're still like OBJ is going to have to fight for everything he gets. He's going to have to scratch and claw his way to get open. And, like, a lot of times they're probably going to put one of their best corners on him just to try to take him out of the game. Early. And, and let's remember this, too. OBJ is coming off now his second major knee injury this is not his first major knee injury he got he got i forgot what the i know the acl blowout was in the super bowl and then he had the another acl blowout with the browns against the cowboys if i'm yes. not mistaken it was the cowboys game yes so obj is uh is coming off his second major injury i don't know i i forget how old he is i believe he's 30 right i think he cracked yeah, 30 30 years once old. you're over 30 listen i saw i saw it in chicago with Allen robinson once he got close to 30 and peaked over 30 these receivers man it's kind of like running they, they take a, a little bit of a nosedive like the window and that's why the nfl is the most incredible sport because the window of success is so fucking small because these guys, the, the mileage put on these guys' body and the token that it takes for a player that's hit consistently or has to sprint out of a break consistently, it's just it, the window closes very quickly. I think OBJ's win window is closed. That's my personal opinion. Uh, yeah. the, but, you know, the Ravens are willing to fucking gamble on it. And, again, I think they had to do it to satisfy Lamar maybe a little bit more than they actually wanted OBJ. How many touchdowns would you put his line at for the season? Uh, I mean, listen, touchdowns, he could get a touchdown, right? He could get touchdowns, but, um, you know. I, total yards, then? Yeah, yards, I think, is more more realistic. Thing. I would say, I'd say, yards? I'd. what do you think? 600 yards? I think that's right exactly where I'd put it, 600 yards. I think that's exactly right where I would put it. I was thinking six or seven, under seven, uh, right around there, I think. And, I mean, you I know, think if, he get, if he starts getting 700 yards, I mean, that starts getting closer to – thousand yard territory i mean that would be a big that'd be a good season yeah i mean listen you're gonna play 17 games now is he gonna start every game he's not gonna get dinged up at all he's not gonna miss a game here or there i don't think that's gonna happen either uh i hope he has a healthy season um but i just cannot see him being the type of dominant player that you know should get 15 million guaranteed but then again they're handing 20 million a year out to receivers left and right it's kind of just what the market dictates so if i'm lamar i'm almost a little upset with that situation a guy who's been clamoring to get paid for a while now you're giving a guy who's not a great weapon anymore used to be you're giving him old market value you're not giving him new market value and he can't get anything I'm well that's his boy 
I, I think that's his boy, so like he doesn't really give a shit I'd and a he's happy. Front office about it. I think Lamar is just the Ravens are going to be in such a bad spot. They're in such a bad spot because they, they are, can't yeah. pay anybody. Every time they pay anybody, Lamar is going to think that. I mean, Lamar should have thought that when they gave a hundred million to Roquan Smith, an off-ball fucking yeah. inside linebacker. That's another guy. That's another. That's a guy. guy. You know, that's just. I mean, I understand he was really good, but. Again, it's just I don't know what the what and Baltimore is usually such a well-run organization. I just this offseason and it, coming out of last season has been baffling a little bit. They're kind of shitting the bed a little over in Baltimore. And again, that window is closing rapidly. I think it's closing rapidly. Yeah, it's really difficult to to sort of evaluate what OBJ is going to be, man, because like you said, one the injury, okay, he came back, he was he was not the same guy, but he was still very effective. Why was he effective? He had guys like Cooper Cup around him. He had a lot of good pieces around him. He had an elite quarterback throwing him the football. And the defense had to spread themselves thin to cover everybody. Now you got a second knee injury. Now you're on a team with the only other guy. Like you said, he still needs to prove himself, but it's Rashad Bateman. And I really like him. And so it's going to really be up to him to step up this year when everyone's trying to go get Mark Andrews, when everyone's trying to go get OBJ. It's going to be up to him to really step up in that running game, to really step up. But to evaluate OBJ, certainly the money's not right, but could he still be a very impactful player? I think he does have it in him. I really do. A year off of football is tough too, but is it more likely that he's going to end up not being anywhere near what they want and what more importantly what they need? I think yes. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Baltimore may use their first round pick, and they may go out and take a take one of these wide receivers. Um, even though you're hearing a lot of pre-draft talk now that the grades on these wide receivers keep dipping by the day, and that now they're saying that the only one who has a first round grade on them anymore is Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's not going to be there probably for the Ravens to pick. Um, so they could still, you know, they may take the, 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 uh, the TCU kid, who's a huge physical specimen reminds me of like a Kevin white type, uh, yeah. obviously has a little bit more to his resume than Kevin white does. Hopefully not the injury problems. They could go with the kid Addison out of USC. They could go with Zay flowers out of Boston college. So if he's there, if one of those guys is there, so maybe that's their long-term plan is bring in OBJ, see what you can get out of one year, try and win now. You got Mark Andrews, you got Bateman, draft a rookie wideout, and maybe they'll roll with those three wideouts. And that's not a bad trio. If they can get one of those top rookie guys and they pan out, then you got a pretty decent trio if OBJ's your three. But I think OBJ's a three right now where it stands with his health. I think he's a three on most any team in the league. I I really do. Yeah. I think he's just, you know, he's old and banged up and, a year away from the game, over a year away from the game. He I'll played in what, February he, of 2022 was the last time. Or, yeah, the other underlining factor that, that we haven't discussed, too, is this guy is kind of toxic. And he kind of is a pain in the ass. It's not like you're bringing a veteran leader into the locker room. Let's not forget the shenanigans he had in the offseason when they had to remove him off the fucking off the flight yeah. because of all that bullshit. He's had issues wherever he's went. I mean, the least of issues he's had was with Cleveland, but he still caused issues with Baker Mayfield. He was a disaster in New York towards the end of his career, kicking fucking the the, the field goal nets and throwing tantrums. The dog, like, the dog peeing. I, I don't yeah. know sometimes, like, if you take into account the price tag on him and then his injuries, and then you look at the fact that you're bringing in a guy 
who brings a lot of baggage. To me, this is just a terrible sign. It's just, it's just not where it needs to be. I think there's a lot of other guys they could have gone out and gotten who who could have made an impact and and could have they could have paid less and could have I could have been more valuable to the team. But who knows? Happy for him. That's all I could say. Happy for him. Happy for him. He's got the same mentality of, of I'm not going to say he's that bad, and I, I hate to do the comparison, but he is of the same ilk as Antonio Brown. He is capable of throwing his pads off in the middle of a game and storming off if he doesn't feel like he's being treated right. And if you're the Ravens, you just got to know that that's the kind of guy you got. And on the other side of that coin, you also got a guy who almost positively will get injured at some point in the season. Maybe it won't be serious. Maybe it'll only be a game or two, but he will. He'll miss a game this season. He made yeah, a little yeah, off uh, that yeah. one-handed catch. That was it. That one catch that I mean, tied his entire career. I mean, it's it's. He, it's listen, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay the kind of player he was with New York. I mean, he was the type of guy who could catch a slot inside slot route and and house it. I mean, he was that he was that dude at that point. Yes, that catch obviously elevated him to a different height of hype. Uh, but he was a stud. But the yeah. thing is, is that he allowed many things, I think, to to kind of veer him off course. I think he should have stuck it out in New York. I, I mean, I don't understand why he couldn't just, you know, bear down and just deal with it in New York. Uh, tough media, I know that. But it's just he he is – I don't know. I don't think he's the biggest head case as A.B. And, you know, everyone will tell you different stories. The Rams will tell you that, oh, he was a great locker room guy. That's what people in the Rams will tell you. It's all about the environment and the culture of the team. It's easy to be a good locker room guy, and it's easy to be well-liked in an organization that's about to win the Super Bowl Yeah, and in a team that's got an Aaron Donald. Because no OBJ, when he went to the Rams, you're not the superstar when you walk in the door of the Rams. And maybe the, maybe the, when he walked in the door in Cleveland, he was the guy. When he walked in the door in New York, he was the guy. Walking in the door for Los Angeles, Donald is the guy. Aaron Donald is the guy there, and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford at the time. And now he goes into Baltimore and hopefully Lamar is the guy. And maybe that takes a little pressure off of him and, you know, he performs, but I think it's all about where, where are you at the time? And what, what is the organization like at the time? And he got lucky. He was, he got his ring. I mean, he got a ring and a lot of guys can't say that. So he has that to show and that's incredible. So. Yeah. It's easy to be a leader when you're around a lot of other leaders. It's easy to set an example when other people are setting the example first. And yep. in New York, in Cleveland, he was sort of looked to, to be that vet guy, the guy who was the stud of the team, and and he couldn't hack it. And in Los Angeles, like you just said, Mikey, eloquently, it's he, he, it was easy there. And let's see how he does. Yeah, they had Ramsey too. They had Ramsey. Yeah, he's another. He's another nut that job. Guy another nut job. Now, now Miami, Miami stole him. I don't think he's playing. going to play at the same level that we may be accustomed to. But that's still a great sign. Miami's secondary is filthy. Miami's secondary. Miami Xavier went Howard all in on defense. Xavier Howard, and then don't this kid Javon Holland from Oregon? Their safety. This kid could flat out ball. This kid Javon Holland. They are loaded in the secondary, Miami. And this is another team that I think recognizes that the window is right here. You gave away all your draft picks. They don't have draft picks. They kind of went the Rams route, only in the AFC. They went the Ram route to get Tyreek Hill and now to get Ramsey. And this is they're putting all their eggs in this basket. So they're they leaning, get, uh, they're relying on Tua, not not, you know, Getting linebacker or inside lineman too was it from the Rams? They got Mal Malcolm Floyd or no? Who did they get? 
They they signed a big guy in the offseason. Well, they last year they had signed uh they had signed Bradley Chubb from Denver. They traded Denver. So that's what I mean that all their picks they've they've used a lot of picks. They retained their left tackle that they were trying to keep. They they kept him. Um they are they are a team that's all in. The only thing that frightens me to death is I don't know how you could be a Miami Dolphin fan right now and watch Tua Tungavailoa drop back in the pocket and not worry every single time he does it that if he takes a hit, you got to hold your breath because is this guy going to get up off the floor? He's got more concussions than Wayne Krebet. I mean, this guy is well. just beat up. <laughs> and, and, you know, if he, if he catches another one, it's going to be a long year for Miami desperately needs to make sure that that's the the route they want to go because they are an ultimate win now team that they're built to win right now. They should have gone here. They should have tried to get Aaron Rodgers because you think with well a ticket you think with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Oh, and then- of course that's a great team, of course. But I just think they're on a different trajectory than to get him right. I don't think they were anywhere near in a position to try and get him. Still, I'm still saying if you want to win now, happen. he's still in Green Bay. It could still happen. Nah, he's he's got his foot out the door. It's been a while now, Joseph. It's been. Yeah, a- I think I I I I can't see a world where he doesn't end up with the Jets. I just cannot. I cannot see that happening. Those I really can't. I would be shocked. Those talks have gone very cold. Yeah. Uh, I don't How know. do you know, Dick? I've, I've been reading it. I was reading it on, on uh, yeah. Instagram. They, they, they haven't talked in a long time. For the Jets, for the Jets GM to publicly say in front of in front of a New York sports media gathering that Aaron Rodgers is coming and don't worry about it. Last Friday, this guy said that. For him to say that, not even a week ago, GMs usually don't talk like that. Like GMs in the NFL usually don't show their cards like that. I would be absolutely shocked if this guy doesn't end up in New York. If I think it's if there's one thing to fuck this up though, wouldn't it be the Jets? If there's one <laughs> there to fuck it up. Some would say, but I gotta say the Jets, the Jets are doing listen, can you really now make fun are. of the Jets right now? I mean, the no. Jets just drafted the offensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year. Their defensive rookie of the year looks like he's gonna be the next fucking uh looks like he's gonna be the next Darrell Revis. Sauce Gardner. Uh, yeah, Sauce Gardner is unbelievable. Brees Hall was in the running. Hall hurt was Brees Hall, and by the way, Brees Hall probably would have won Offensive Rookie of the Year if it wasn't for his injury, but instead it didn't matter because they still have Garrett Wilson, and he won Offensive Rookie and of the Year. And you would have so won Jets really football good. if he didn't get hurt. That's, oh. that's I do I do believe that. I the yeah, second well, he got hurt, I was like Paul was on a fucking tear. He was on a you know what fucked me in fantasy football was 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 uh, I, well, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna because he's a fr- dear friend of ours, but the way they manage these quarterbacks towards the end of the year, and this guy was playing Josh Allen was playing hurt last year. Nobody could tell me anything different. Josh Allen, when he had that UCL injury, he was once he got injured. He was not the same Josh Allen that I'm accustomed to seeing. He's not. He wasn't. He just wasn't. Uh, And, you know, because I'm used to seeing a guy who was in that shootout with Mahomes in the playoffs two years ago who could go toe-to-toe with any quarterback in the NFL. He was hurt last year. There's not a single down my mind. We know he was hurt. He tried to play through it, and I think it affected him a little bit. And I'm hoping for a big bounce back for Josh this year. I think he he will, but – that 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 hurt. That hurt. And then just the way they manage the quarterbacks towards the end of the year, it's tough. 
Yeah, I think we're all hoping Josh comes back. And I think you've got to, you probably just weren't watching if you didn't think that Josh Allen wasn't hurt towards the end of that season. Yeah. He wasn't the same guy. Not the same guy. Not the same guy guy whatsoever. Um, All right, boys, let's get into one more topic before we get into these viewer questions, which is, it's going to be Mikey V's favorite, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz. (laughs) Good matchup. You know what, man? You know what, bro? How many times are we going to fucking ring this bell? How many times can we watch this guy (laughs) fight, fight a washed up, UFC guy in a boxing ring. It is so... This guy went from maybe... Listen, he finally fought a boxer. He finally fought a a real boxer in a boxing match. He fucking lost to Tommy Fury because Tommy Fury was the better fighter because Tommy Fury's boxed his whole life, okay? Like I said he would. And now he regresses and goes and fights a guy who that's not... (laughs) Why would you take... You're taking one step forward, two steps back, Jake. Why? Why? Your trajectory. I actually was gaining a little respect for Jake Paul. I was. I still think Nate Diaz can win this fight. No. No. You don't, no, you don't, you don't think, think Nate he can Diaz win No, because I, I got to tell you, I thought Paul over. didn't look terrible against Tommy Fury, and Tommy Fury's a young, talented boxer. Now he's going to go up against fucking Nate Diaz, who's fucking 100 years old. He's, the one he, thing about Nate Diaz, though, that is unlike anyone else he's fought, including Tyson Fury, is Nate. Tommy Diaz. Fury. If he fought Tyson uh, Fury, he'd sorry, be sorry, fucking, Tommy, he would be he'd uh, be fucking six feet under. Tyson Fury would have ended yeah, everybody's problem. That would have ended everybody's problem. But uh, is Nate Diaz is a dog, man. He, there's no question. There's no question about that. That guy will not. He's he. There will be no way he. I'm picking him to to win that fight. Yeah, I would, too. Dog, he's man. not gonna roll over my this is, this is, a, this is I'm telling you right now, this is a fight that Jake Paul won't lose. This is if it's not wow. fixed, it's 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 extremely it's extremely skewed in the favor of Jake Paul, and that's exactly how Jake Paul wants yeah, it. Yeah, that's how he likes it. I agree. I've been telling Bob and, and cuts for a long time, ever since the first Jake Paul fight, whoever that was, like six, seven, maybe even a year ago now, that I was like, This is totally fixed, man. They're gonna make more money losing oh. to him because of how oh. much money he has than yep. than than winning the fight and yep. i thought they were fixed from the beginning but then he finally lost to tommy fury and it made me feel like maybe they aren't fixed and if you're gonna fight a guy like nate diaz man you better be fucking ready because this i don't care how old this guy is he's like yeah. slice this guy's a backyard <laughs> he is he, he is a fucking <laughs> I remember guy. what happened to kimbo bro he lost to phil petrizuli and that kid yeah. had purple hair, and he looked skinnier than he looked skinnier than uh, the Jet, and he just fucking knocked Kimbo <laughs> out. It was insane. I remember that. I'll never forget that. That was wild. But yeah, I do. Kimbo was Jake Paul. Fucking... Nate, I Nate. Listen, I don't know. Nate, my fucking Nate's. Nate's got screws loose too. So if yeah. Nate gets if if Jake Paul does something stupid, yeah. I would love nothing better than Nate Diaz to get disqualified, but in the process, just just rip Jake Paul apart. I would love that. But I, I don't know. It, of course, I'm going to be a sucker and buy it. I mean, I'll be a sucker like everyone else. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll write it off on the LLC because I'll put it on Instagram. And then I'll enjoy the fight. I'll enjoy the fight. And it'll be it'll, – but, again, one step forward for Jake, a little respect gained. I really, really honestly respected him a lot more after the Tommy Fury fight. And then this week I saw the fucking graphic for the Nate Diaz fight. I threw my hands up in the air. I said, this guy's the same fucking clown I thought he was three years ago. I understand he trains very hard. He works out. 
congratulations, you don't have any fucking kids or any responsibilities. You're a YouTube star. I can give two fucks about how hard it is. I get it. Become <laughs> stop personal, fighting Mikey. guys who aren't in your sport. Start fighting guys who are boxers, man. If you're going to box, box boxers, not fucking retired UFC <laughs> fighters. And if you want to do something impressive, cuts, you want to do something impressive, take challenge Nate Diaz to fucking three rounds in the octagon, Jake Paul. How about that? Let's let's take on Diaz in the octagon under oh, UFC get rules. You get killed. So what? <laughs> Have some guts. I'll tell you who will be ordering the fight is our dear friend Bobby Berger. He yeah, because he's a C. He he'll be Bob is Jake a Paul on Bob is a, is and a you know closet you Jake why. Paul fanboy. He's a closet. No, Jake you Paul know fanboy. why? Is Bob has like Bob sees Jake Paul and he sees Logan Paul as these YouTube guys, and he has these visions of grandeur where he sees partially himself in in an opportunity to rise to like magnificent fame. Not imagine? that Bob would ever fight. Could but you it, imagine? Could you imagine? It's a door Bob? opener for Bob. I could see Bob trying to get like a, pay, <laughs> a pay-per-view event where he takes on Chuck Liddell and pickleball. Like he challenges Chuck Liddell to a pickleball <laughs> pay-per-view and puts it on Bob Tuck Sports. And I tell you what, probably get a lot of buys. Probably get a lot of buys. It'd probably, probably be the end of Bob as well. Selling out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's good, man. Oh, so fucking oh. funny. All right, let's get into the viewer questions and get out of here, boys. Um, first one is coming from Matt. Uh, questions for all the boys. I'm a Kings fan. I believe he's talking about – oh, he's talking about the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, Sacramento. Kings oh, good fan. Yeah, who gets to watch playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Do we have any thoughts on the Kings' chances this year to win a round or two? Bear no, down. They're, they're, they're playing the Warriors first round, aren't they? And he they're has, playing the Warriors? Yeah, yeah they're going to get they're gonna, the Warriors, or did we take the the Kings? They're going to get knocked out by the Warriors. I hate to I hate to rain on this young man's parade. I understand Sacramento's the three seed, but if they they're play the, the Warriors, seed. yeah, if they play the Warriors first round, they're going to get knocked out. By I don't the know if they will. Okay, Sabonis is unbelievable down low. I don't who who's 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 going to take him? I guess they put Draymond on him. Or they put they put maybe Kevon Looney on him, but like the bonus is legit. And De'Aaron yeah. Fox is one of the most underrated players in yes. the because he plays in Sacramento. And they have Tylee's Halliburton, which is another great. They have Halliburton's some, incredible too. They have I, some good players. Don't keep on the Sacramento Kings. That being said, Warriors. I do think the Warriors are going to win. <laughs> they, they are. I feel bad for the Sacramento Kings guy, but uh, I mean, because it sounds like me when you say things like, I haven't seen my team in the playoffs. That's like what Bears fans say when the Bears <laughs> make the playoffs once every 10 years. I will say this. Back in the day, the Sacramento Kings were a fun watch. When they had – Oh, Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby. Yeah, yeah. Even when they had uh, fucking white chocolate, Jason Williams. Vlade Divac. Vlade Divac, Stoyakovich. They had Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Weber. Weber. Yep. They had, um, uh, what's what was the other guy? PJ, uh, or, oh my God, it's going to drive me nuts. I can't remember now. Um, but they, they had a fun team, and that stadium used to go banana. Yeah. yeah that stadium in the playoffs, they do the whiteout, and it would go nuts. It was yeah. 
I hope I hope they beat the Warriors. I basketball really was really good then when that when that Sacramento Kings team was good. That was a really good era for basketball because that was Lakers against the Lakers and the Spurs. I mean, that was fucking great. These guys these days, like Ticket Set, are just, <laughs> they're just soft, bro. They're just and I'm not saying that like everyone's gonna be like, all right, Boomer, all right, Charles Barkley, whatever. Like, no, nah, bro. Like these guys just imagine? they're not cut from the same cloth as those guys, man. They're not. Those guys. Were hard nosed ballers. These guys are fucking like tickets at chucking it up from fucking half court. You imagine like Ray Shaq Allen could Ray now. Allen could do that too, but he didn't fucking have to. What? You, you imagine Shaq playing now? Like, that. oh my god, he would kill. He would people. be shooting thirty free throws a game. They used yeah. to hack the shit out of him two, three times before they'd call a foul. Like hack that guy yep. was getting absolutely fucking destroyed deep down. Yep. In yep. Yep. Nowadays, you can't you can't guard anyone. It's unbelievable. So at the end of the day, Matt, it sounds like no one's taking your team to. I'll take, I'll no, take Cuts, the Kings. Cuts is taking the Kings. I'll take the Kings. I'll take the Kings. No way. Yeah, I want to see your bet slip. I want to see your bet slip. You're taking the Kings. kings. I'm taking the Kings. <laughs> Give me the Kings. Give me the Kings. King um, all right, moving on to Steven. Hopefully he's got a better team than the Kings here. Steven Stew, question for Cousin Cutsy. When are you guys playing golf in Jersey, and what courses are you planning on playing? Oh, well, we just made an announcement uh, today that the Breezy Invitational will be hosted in New York at Patriot Hills Golf Course on June 9th. So the boys will, in fact, be there. Um, you, tickets go on sale tomorrow. Well, I guess today when the podcast comes right. out. So yep. you could jump on and you can buy a ticket and come meet all of us. But I don't know. We might we might play another round while we're down there. While all of us are down there, we we might play another round. But yeah, we will be there in June. And I, I'm I'm itching for another New York visit. It's been too long. It's been over a year, Mikey V, since I came. Now it's now ticket up. is ticket ticket. You're going to participate in Audi Club. The whole you're going to do the yes. whole nine. Or I'll come. I'm not a Yankee fan. I won't. Uh, but I'll that come. Doesn't, that really, Any that's, game last really year, doesn't matter. I'll come as a guest. Oh, you tell you tell me if I can come to Yankee Stadium. I'm not going to come to Yankee. It's one of the best stadiums in the, in the country. Oh, so you will you will support the home team? No. Okay. <laughs> but I'll eat the king crab. I'll eat the king crab. I mean, well, that's cool. uh, no, I yeah. Be- I mean, I, so that that golf course, Patriot Hill, is really it's it says New York, Rockland County. But that literally is like right above the last exit on the Garden State Parkway North. It's literally like a half hour from where I am in North Jersey. It's it's more Jersey than New York, really, in proximity. Um, but yeah, no, and then it cuts. Maybe we get another round in, but that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be that weekend will be a lot of fun. A lot of good food, a lot of laughs, a lot of cocktails, oh. a lot of tomfoolery. I played <laughs> last year up there. I played at a course called X Essex County. Country Club. Country Club. Yeah, that's beautiful. It was super beautiful. nice. Yeah, super high end. I went with Perez. Yep. We, I mean, it cost us quite a bit to play there, but the course was gorgeous. I could get I could get us on S County Country Club. That Easy. place was really fucking nice. Yeah, that's a yeah. beautiful course. We'll be down there. Come visit the boys and buy a ticket and join the Breezy Invitational because we are going to be getting after it all day that day. That is going to be a banger. June 9th. Mikey, these are wild days, Mikey. These are wild, wild days. And I'm excited, hey, listen, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited yeah. to see no, it. No, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'm excited. I'm excited that I don't I'm I'm excited that I don't have to golf at the Breezy Invitational. I'm happy that I'm just gonna be with the with, with the boys and just shooting the shit and and talking shit. Uh, because I do want to just take it all in. 
I don't want to worry about how bad I'm playing. Like I'll leave that to like Dickie Guess and Fubi Lou. Like they're going to take it like Dick uh, uh, cuts. You've seen Dick, like Dick is going to take this extremely, extremely seriously. (laughs) So just be prepared because it's going to be a sight to behold. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, moving on to the next guy. We got Cam Walsh. Question for the boys. I know Joey's a big hockey guy. Wondering if oh. you guys followed the college hockey NCAA playoffs at all. The games are absolutely electric. I know Mikey V will hate this, but I'm a Michigan fan. Go blue. He didn't need oh, to. Oh. <laughs> he didn't need to incorporate that. The Frozen Four. Frozen uh, who won the Frozen Four this year? Minnesota or no Michigan? Right? Michigan men's won won they, the national. They, or was I it didn't Wisconsin? Be watching even this college. year. Was I it Boston? I thought it was a Big Ten school that won it. I think Wisconsin might have won it. Possibly. I think we're answering this young man's question right now that we clearly don't follow it. No, I'm going to look it up. Frozen Four winner. This is always good. I wouldn't be shocked. Quinnipiac. Oh, Quinnipiac. Yeah, they're always good, too. Well, recently they, they, beat, certainly... they did beat Minnesota. The Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And then I think Ohio State was in the Frozen Four, though, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't watch it even this year, but I will say uh, NCAA men's hockey is awesome. And then the, the, the tournament is normally really good. And normally I'll catch a few games, but this year I did not get to watch it, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, there's some good, good hockey. I tell you what metropolitan area professional hockey this year is a sight to behold islanders devils and rangers all made the play they all made it all made the playoffs the rangers Are the devils and the rangers playing one another in the first round of the playoffs i believe so and let me tell you something that is a very serious rivalry here more than i really understood like my friends who are devils fans hate the fucking rangers and my friends who are rangers fans hate the fucking devils yeah the rangers right as of now rangers versus devils is the first round? Yeah, that's going to be a bloodbath. That's that'll be a bloodbath. That series. That'll, that'll be, be like I don't watch hockey. I will watch that because that's going to be like so hockey. You got are your boys okay. Rangers fans or Devils fans? It's like a split between the middle. Honestly, I got a couple Rangers. Like Nikki Juice is a big Rangers guy. Uh but is a Luna lot of my Rangers guy. Who? Luna Lou is he a Rangers guy? Too? He don't watch. He don't give a shit. No, he don't give a shit. Uh, but but it's an even split. I'd say half my friends are Rangers, half of them are Devils. But they really cannot stand each other. Like they really like they hate the, the that opposing team so. more than like Jets and Giants. Yeah, the Giants fans are kind of dismissive about the Jets. Could care less. And the Yankees, Mets fans, it's like it's always the same. My buddies who are Mets fans hate the Yankees, but. Me as a Yankee fan, I could give two fucks about the Mets. Like Mets. I don't, I don't even mind rooting for the Mets. I, I don't consider <laughs> the Mets a, I don't consider the Mets a rival. They play in the NL number one. We play in the AL. There, I, I just, I never got into like now when it's the Subway Series. Obviously, I'm, I'm rooting for the Yankees vehemently, like I would root against a rival. But I just am never like, I despise the Boston Red Sox. Like I loathe the Boston Red Sox. I don't feel that way at all about the Mets, but Met fans, Met fans fucking hate the Yankees and Yankee fans for whatever reason. Like the ugly and because we're so great. It's the ugly stepsister syndrome. Playoff hockey, though, you got to, you got, it's as good as if you don't like baseball, you don't got to watch the regular season, but you got to watch the playoffs. And the same thing with oh. hockey, man. Hockey playoffs are so much fucking fun. There is more, Parody. Int- there's more intensity and effort. And and will put towards one shift in 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 hockey, just one shift, one line yeah. taking one shift 
than a whole. No, those guys are willing. A to whole die quarter out there. of basketball, a whole basketball yeah, game. Yeah. These guys <laughs> put all-out effort in one shift, one line shift, than an entire basketball game. I, I stand by it. Those guys. Are I, I agree with that, and I believe that, and I feel like football, professional football, is kind of the same way. They only get ramped up, really ramped up, when it's like a close game or a divisional game, or it's towards the end of the season when the playoffs are on the line. But I think that's why I, I love college football so much because before NIL and before it was all about money and now it's kind of, I, I'm seeing a little bit of a change in college football and I hope it's not for the long run. Like the bowl games are so much, they're so meaningless now. Some of these bowl games, like I hope it doesn't go that way, but college to me is the same way. It's like these guys, these guys are out there and those kids like willing to just put it all out on the line. Like they don't give a fuck. And the hockey I always felt was the same way. Like those guys, those guys are nuts. Like they will die on the ice. They do not give a fuck. I love it. I love it. I just, again, it's just so hard for me to watch regular season hockey because I don't have a team, but, but the NHL playoffs, Stanley cup playoffs, I do, I do enjoy like the playoff hockey. I will watch that. Yeah. To a degree. Super. I mean, when you have your team in it, like this is the thing, Mikey be like, I, I'm a Canucks fan. Like when the Canucks were in the Stanley cup finals, there, there was, the, there was like no one in the city was not watching those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone and the whole playoffs, it's just a different vibe, and everybody's just so jacked up and so excited. Like it's it's the best. It it really is. Yeah, and that's much like college and much like high school football. I mean, yeah. when you go to when you go out to state college in Pennsylvania on college football Saturday, there's eight different radio stations carrying the Penn State game. When you go out to Texas during the high school Friday night lights, the whole town shuts down to go watch yeah. the game. Like, it's just, it's, it, that doesn't happen. You know, this area, New York is like, just things just go on. Like nobody does that for fucking Rutgers or nobody yeah. does that for, you know, it's. I grew up, we used to run a whole RV and there was some of my best friends and, and my, all my parents' families, we, there would be like 10 families and we'd get like two RVs and we'd go out to, um to watch Penn state games every Saturday. And it was, oh my God. it was some of them. It, it, it was, I've just never seen fans like that. I mean, Philadelphia Eagles fans are close, but what these guys do for college Saturday at oh, Penn state. And I know it's the same. My mom went to Ohio state. I went to Columbus for a couple of games there too. These college campuses, especially in big conferences, like the big 10, big 12, all SEC, it's just nuts and it's unrivaled what they do on Saturdays. It's a different, a different level. And Penn State, you roll out to that stadium in Happy Valley, and the stadium is up on like a hill, and yeah. it looks like a beacon of light. It looks like 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 a it looks like a house of worship. To be honest, it looks like you're going to a house of worship, and it's surrounded by farmland, and they're just cars parked every like. There's just cars everywhere. They just have massive farmland areas to park your cars, and like Ticket said, there's just rows of rvs and people are out there at eight o'clock seven o'clock in the morning it doesn't matter if it's a 12 noon kickoff or an 8 p.m kick college football tailgating experience is one of the best things i've never done it oh cuts it's it's have you been to a whiteout game yeah several times i went to ohio state at penn state at night wearing scarlet red wearing my ohio state jersey i thought i was gonna get killed i thought i was gonna get killed we won the one that i went to and we lost the other one that i went to Actually, I went to three. We won two out of the three night games. The one we lost was when Troy Smith got sacked by Tamba Ali. And that was uh, that was the year Ohio State went and played Notre Dame and beat him in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, that was 2005. So that was, that, was, that was one of the craziest. 
That stadium literally shakes 105,000 people. You could feel the stadium buckle. Ticket can attest to it if he's been there for a night game. The stadium literally feels like it's buckling. It's frightening. It's actually scary. I've never been there for a whiteout game, but it's so unfortunate that Penn State hasn't been able to keep up the consistency over the last 20, 30 years that Ohio State, Michigan has, and some of these other Big Ten schools, because those fans are just as intense as the Ohio State and Michigan. Oh, fans. they're diehards. They're, they're diehards, diehards man. man. And, you know, they've had some good years. They've had some bad years. And they can't stay consistent the way Ohio State does. But it's it's intense. Well, I mean, they, you know, unfortunately, that situation with Paterno and uh, and with uh, the whole scandal there with, with, the, with the child. Yeah, Sam Dusky. That whole situation really topsy-turvied them for, for a good number of years. I think they're actually back on track. Watch out for Penn State this year. Watch out for Penn. This kid, Drew Aller, their quarterback, This he's a mega recruit, their quarterback, Drew Aller. Watch out for him and watch out for their running back. Penn State is going to be firmly in the mix this year. That kid, Aller, I'm telling you, Cutsy's going to gonna store this in his memory bank. I know he will. He'll be betting Penn State the first weekend. I'm telling you right now, this kid is going to be – a superstar this season, this kid Drew Aller. I'm scared. That they're going to be a tough, tough out for Ohio State this year. Thank God we play them in Columbus. We don't have to go into Happy Valley this year. We went there last year. Thank God. I would not want to go play them in the Valley this year. I wouldn't. Well, two years from now, you will. So, and he'll be one. <laughs> hopefully, he's to the NFL by then. Well, I don't even know if he'll be eligible, but hopefully he'll be gone because this kid's a fucking stud, man. I don't know why they didn't play him over Clifford. I think they gave it to Clifford out of respect. But this kid Aller's the real. It'd be deal. nice for Penn State for the first time in in decades to have a quarterback who can throw accurately for more yeah. than. Yeah, that's that's this kid, guys. Finally. Remember this day in fucking early April. What I'm telling you, this kid is going to be the real deal. He's going to be a tough, tough fucking. Kid All right, to play well, you heard it here first. Look out for this kid in Penn State the next few years. And uh, just to tie it all back to this kid's question, I have I used to watch the Frozen Four a lot. But I bet on BU a couple years ago when I was doing the stupid big ticket bets thing. <laughs> I put so much money on on a team that I followed marginally, but was told they were great. I told everyone to go bet it. I lost a lot of money. I took a lot of heat. I don't watch it anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't watch the Frozen Four anymore. <laughs> I love it. I respect it. But that was a bad experience. Bad taste in my mouth. Don't do it anymore. Just don't That'll do it. Do it. That'll do um, it. And our final question. This is gonna be a long one, guys. Do should we save it for next week? Yeah, push it to next week. Let's push it to next week. We'll save the next one. Mr. Anderson, roll this one over. It's a good one. It's a great question, but it's going to it's gonna take a while to answer. It's a multi-part um, question. It's not a multi-part question. It's just going to I, I there's going to be rambling. It's going to be a big story. <laughs> so we'll skip it. Just push it for next week. Put it on the rundown next week, Mr. Anderson. We'll definitely get to it. Um, that was another good one, man. That was another – that was a fun time, I, I especially towards the end. I think we really ramped it up. That was – it was a good time, boys. Any last words? Yeah, hopefully I get my voice back next week. <laughs> I truly am the voiceless right now. Truly. <laughs> truly am. He's the voiceless, roasted by Wendy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did, did they body me or did they body me? <laughs> I mean, like swipe one left. Was, I thought I was one of the one. more attractive. I thought I was one of the more attractive guys on the, on the my show. My favorite honestly. one was the Bobby one where she goes – Calling yourself Bobby Fairways would be like Wendy Moon. calling myself Wendy the Moon because you're in a place you've never been before. Yeah. <laughs> that was tough. And then what did she say about you, Joe? She goes, she goes, you're the human version of cargo shorts or something cargo like that. Pants. 
And she Bro. says the only reason they call me cold cuts is because of my you slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys got to. I still think you guys got to. When did back? Was that when, you, Mikey? Was that back, Joe? Mike. I've never laughed harder than when I heard someone say, I've never seen a guy look like he's sweating. But That's he's, me. But that he's not me. sweating. That was me. She goes, <laughs> it looks like you're in a shower, but you're not in a shower. The human version of a swipe left is what she said. I tell you what, that was a low blow, man. That, that was, was a, and listen, blow. all power. <laughs> I would let Dave Thomas take a shit on my chest for a Wendy sponsorship. That's fine. But I mean, Wendy, I mean, I don't know. Am I, am I really that bad? I guess. No, so. you're not. Know. You're not. You're yeah, the, my, the rollback. My wife had to talk me off the ledge after that. She was like, oh, no. it's like oh. all right, boys. Well, that was, uh, that, that, was, was that was a blast, man. That was another good one. We keep getting better and better each week. Um, that's another edition of the Sportsman, man. That's Joey D. That's Mikey V. And I'm the big ticket. We'll see you next week, folks.